BDR's Prime Partners podcast delivers insight on services, resources, and business practices that can help your company succeed faster. Listen and learn for ways to take your company forward. Welcome to the Prime Partners podcast. I'm Matt MacArthur, BDR's Director of Training. Today, our topic is how to build a training journey for your employees. Joining us today is Angie Swartz, BDR's Client Training Advisor. Angie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Matt. I am so excited to be here. This is my passion, what I love to do with our clients. So I am really, really, um, I'm going to try and curb my enthusiasm a little bit because I'm like really amped up, but um, I'm excited to be here. So thank you so much for the invitation. You bet. It's been a long time coming and I'm so glad that you're here. You and I have worked together a long time at BDR, but uh, for our listening audience, I'd love to have you share, um, you know, how long you've been with BDR and what your role is here. Absolutely. Thank you. You know, it's hard to believe it, but I'm coming up on 17 years with the company, which absolutely uh, is amazing to me. And I've held probably every role um, administratively that we've had. I've been a, a support coach when we did all the finance, everything. <laughs> and was here really at the inception of BDR University, which those are the trainings that we host and manage. We we were doing distributor training, but then back in 2005, we began to do BDR University training. So I was here at the inception of that. um, And I remember actually within a year after I started with the company, my manager at the time did a kind of a synopsis of the business plan. And I'll tell you what, I caught the bug as far as what we could do with training. And really I could see where it was going to go and what we were going to do. And that just generally, generally speaking, my, my role within the company shifted more and more and more and more to the training side of things, to talking with our clients about training, to, um, you know, Got, I did used to set up all the events for training, and uh, so I, yeah, I've been I've been with the company for a long time, done a lot, and which has been a blessing because I kind of know where everybody's coming from, and so yeah, here I am now. I get to advise people on their training, so I'm very excited about that. Wahoo! I, I kind of think of you as BDR's ambassador. Um, you're always one of the the great greatest way we can represent to our clients is, is through you. So, but today, thanks, Matt. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but here we're going to talk about um, building a training journey to develop employees. And so my first question I want to ask you, Angie, is um, why is training important to a business and its employees? Yes, and that's such a great question because um, the reasons are really varied. There's a lot of them. Um, but to begin with, we invest in what we believe in, right? Um, I know it's something our company does with our employees. There's an investment made into our personal growth training, uh, business-based training that we do. And, and that helps to build morale within a company. It also helps to build your employee skill set. So. If you think of the investment that you're making in your employees with training, right, you're helping to grow the mission, vision, value, helping them to understand the mission and vision values of the company even more so because they become impassioned with what they do. That's what happened to me, Matt, when when my manager shared with me at the time the goals of the company mm-hmm. blew my mind blew my mind and and really helped me to understand the value I had within the company and what I could bring to the table. It also, um, I'm trying to think of the word, it, it, it made me feel even more a part of the interworkings of the company, that what I did, what I do truly could make a difference. So why is training important? Because it helps to build your team members' growth. It helps to build their experience. It helps to build their skill set. It helps to build their loyalty. Um, it helps to build their knowledge of the company and the reason why you do what you do. It helps them to understand at a deeper level how their role truly affects other team members. 
it helps to build that team environment within your company. A lot of times uh, you might have, I'll use the example of your um, customer experience coordinator attending maybe Top Gun Sales Excellence with uh, your salesperson. Now an understanding is built between that customer experience coordinator and your salesperson of what each other's role is and how your role affects the other team members. So, um, you know, I mentioned, I've mentioned this a couple times in our con conversation and uh, we talked about this a few years ago about the fourth industrial revolution and we're in a point in time where things are growing exponentially and if you think about the speed of technology and all of that if we are not consistently building our skill set then we're falling behind and one of the things that I have seen I think we can actually I think we can all say that we've experienced it as you know um, as COVID hit all of a sudden there was so much that was technology driven, right? And what is the thing, <laughs> and you and I just talked about this, what is the thing that really began to suffer, right? Was customer service. We, we train service-based industries. And what is the most important thing that a service-based industry can be excellent in? because it'll drive revenue regardless, it's customer service. So you shared a couple examples with me, Matt, um, and I'd like if you could share those because that's a great example of what we need to do in our industry is we need to turn customers into clients. And as we build the skill set and, and our team members feel more and more a part of the company because we've invested in their training, you know, that when somebody makes an investment in you, doesn't that make you feel like, oh, I'm valuable? They just yeah. invested this in me, right? And so when we do that, they kind of like me, because you know how much I love our company and what we do and, and why is that I kind of had to curb my enthusiasm a bit because I get so excited about this. Um, that naturally just builds that customer service, that builds the relationship, and that's what you want as a service-based industry. So can you share your examples, Matt, that you had on customer service recently? I, I sure can, Angie. Uh, before I do, though, a couple of things I wanted to circle back on from what you said there. So many of those benefits of training that you talked about, to me, come back to this concept of engagement of the employee. Yeah. And it's interesting, BDR, we've recently hired some, some new young people to, for our team. And one of the things we talk to them out of the gate is about uh, what kind of certifications are you going to pursue while you're here at BDR? You know, just uh, while we're a training company, we also want to train our internal employees. You know, we were mm -hmm. trying to live what we preach. And it's really, you were right on with how it builds this different connection with them. You can, I can just literally see their eyes light up. Yeah. You know, and they're like, oh, well, nobody's ever talked to me about certifications before. You know, I'm, I've, I've been an administrative person in this other company. And and you can see they're like, oh, this is going to be a little different deal. This is a place where maybe I've got a longer term future. Um, and I think, in you know, in HVAC and in the uh, trades, it's the same thing. You know, if we can talk to our technicians and installers about getting certifications and the training that we're going to provide to them, they're going to have no desire to go anywhere else. The, especially the young people, they're hungry for this kind of thing. Yeah, and and to your point, Matt, that and we get we'll get back to customer service in a second. But to your point, those team members that we have hired recently are amazing. They are just amazing young people. And we recently did training we as a team, our, our training team. And I say, it's gosh, it's probably the best it has ever been, the most in sync team. Um, and it's really exciting to see the growth. But we talked about the certifications in, in our training. And some of us were like, oh, shoot, I need to get on from getting some more certifications going. It was like, oh, okay, what am I? Some of us do, don't we? <laughs> yes, some of us do. And my word for the year is intentional, which means done on purpose and deliberate. So, and that was, that's been one of my things here. I'm getting older. I got to keep building my skill set, man. <laughs> keep building that skill set. Anyway, so you were going to share about customer service. Yeah, so a couple things that have, have just happened to me here recently. Uh, as we were talking about, I recently bought a new vehicle. And uh, so it's got maybe 2,000 miles on it. I haven't driven it very far at all. And last week, 
Um, it's, 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 it has a touch screen on there, which is where a lot of the, the audio and electronic things happen. <laughs> and uh, I went out to run an errand uh, last week and the touch screen wouldn't come on. And so that meant the, the radio wouldn't come on, the backup camera wasn't going to work properly. Um, so I think, I'm thinking, Hey, I just got this car. What did I, did I buy a lemon? What, what's, <laughs> what's happened here? Um, so I immediately called the, the company I bought it from car company for service. And it shocked me because no one picked up. They did not answer the phone. Yeah. Not, not even in uh, an admitted, you know, a lot of times you get the receptionist and they'll say, Oh, well, can I take a message and we'll have somebody from service call you. It just rang through. I did get to a voicemail. I left a voicemail. Um, a week later, nobody's called me. Oh, geez. And so then uh, yesterday I called again, went through the same thing, rang, rang, rang. Nobody picked up, left another voicemail. Still nobody's called me. And now I'm questioning my whole relationship with this company now. Like, am I going to have to find a new car company and take my vehicle for service? I don't know. Yeah, and isn't that interesting? Because that's what it does is when when customer customer service is diminished, then it you do you begin to question. Well, why am I why am I investing my hard earned money in this company's growth? Is that what I want to do? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but hey, you know, I I do want to circle back around really quickly because the question was why why is training important? And I want to make sure that I I hit hit on this you know, not just, and I think I probably did, and I'm probably just worried that I didn't, but, you know, building their skill set and, um, and the building of the team morale. I think I hit on that, but I just want to make sure that we understand the importance of that. And the training does lead to that. And that team morale is contagious and infectious and helps to build that customer service that we are putting out to our customers, right? Their clients, those, those that we want to make our clientele they see that people that love their company are contagious people. Wouldn't you yeah. say? Oh, I, absolutely. They are. And I, and I think you're right on with this uh, notion of customer service and training. And that, that's what threw my mind as I was experiencing this with the, with the car place was, man, what is the, what is a salesperson thinking? What is a service manager thinking if they knew this was happening, you know, right. And, and and there's some disconnect where the person that maybe is supposed to be answering the phones doesn't truly understand the impact it's going to have on on everybody and mm -hmm. and and how and and why um, all that stuff's going to happen. So a lot of great benefits of training for employees. I think we've we can say that. Um, yeah. So let's talk a little bit now. Um, your role, BDR, we call you the training advisor, and so you work with uh, our clients on building out. Uh, well, you tell me what you work on with our clients, and what do you try to do when you work with the company as their training advisor? Yeah, so my bottom line, bottom line goal, if I was to put it in just a one sentence, is to personally, you know, help them to find the training that they need to drive growth, their growth goals, and and their growth goals are not just their bottom line right? It, it has to do with company culture. It has to do with that team environment. Uh, Candy Cunningham, one of, one of our absolutely amazing team members, she shared at our recent training meeting, a team is not a group of people who work together. A team is a group of people who trust each other. And that's a quote by Simon Sinek. That was another mind-blowing moment in our training meeting that we just recently had. And so my goal is to help our companies that we have the uh, blessing to work with really determine the training needs of their team and then help them to achieve them. Um, because as we build that, that within our team members and they know, you know, you've invested in me, you trust me. Wow. Now I can really make a difference in my jo job. I mean, think about it. if I didn't get it, if I didn't get that when I was a year into my job, Matt, what, mm -hmm. what would things have looked like if I hadn't, you know, caught the vision of, of what I do within the company and then just ran with it. You know, just, you think it all you have to just, just 
just get that. What is that flywheel? That's a recent thing I've read about. Or you get the flywheel going, the rest will just happen because you get an excited people, right? So I want to help them um, to find the training that is going to help them to achieve their goals within their company. And again, it is not just about the bottom line. The bottom line will take care of itself. Um, because those infectious employees who know uh, they're loyal to the company, they believe, they live and breathe the company's mission, vision, values. Um, that is just going to take care of itself. But you keep building their skill set, you keep sowing into that, um, that field, you're going to reap a wonderful harvest as your team members grow and become more confident. I have, I have watched so many times, Matt, as companies have... Um, I'm thinking of a a company that we've worked with in Texas, and they would come to uh, our service dispatch university yearly. And and this one specific person started out uh, not in management, and to watch them grow through going to that class and eventually ending up, I think she ended up being, she may have ended up being GM, general manager, as she grew through. I know. And she starts out in dispatching, Matt. And I mean, look at the difference because that company sewed into the employee's training. They built a journey for that team member and that team member ended up in a high level management position within the company. I mean, that's powerful. And so, you know, I mean, that takes time. That didn't happen immediately. A training journey really is going to look at what are the company's needs right now and how, okay, let's start looking at the training that we've got available, which are going to be the, the classes that are going to best support um, support this and get you moving forward with your team, each of your team members moving forward. So, um, you know, I, I get the opportunity to do this all the time. Um, love doing it. Uh, it is, you know, I Matt, before we lost Barry. Um, I remember sitting in his office and you were there with me mm-hmm. and it was a, it was a pivot point for my, for my um, role here at the company. I had, you know, invested a lot of time in BDR university. I had really helped to build that up within the company. I would manage events, set up events, yeah. Yeah. go to events, all of that. And I remember uh, sitting down with Barry and saying, Barry, this is what I want to do. I really want to talk to our clients about training and how it benefits them. And, and so it, that's just listening and helping them to determine what's needed. And so now I'm blessed to be able to do what, what I love to do. Um, so again, finding, helping them find the training they need to achieve the growth goals. And again, the growth goals aren't just about the bottom line that ends up taking care of itself. Yeah, I remember that meeting very well, Angie. And, um, you know, for for our listeners, Barry Burnett was one of the founders of BDR along with Bruce Wiseman. And uh, Barry headed up the, the training side of the business. And I know it was music to his ears when you said that because he would tell me time and time again is we want to figure out how we make sure Angie is staying connected with our clients all the time. And that's her primary focus because <laughs> he knew how yeah. good you were at that. Um, so let me ask you when, when you're having these conversations with, uh, with a company on identifying their training needs, what are the kind of things you talk about? What do you ask him? Yeah, great question. And, and I, I mentioned this just briefly in the, in the last response was listening, right? Mm-hmm. So I started asking questions, but um, it's it's important to listen. I, I can think of so many people that have called in for the first time. Maybe they maybe they heard about us on a roundtable. Maybe they heard about us on Facebook, and so they're just kind of dipping their toes in the water of BDR, right? You you guys do training, and um, Ooh, the water's and so nice. I just, yeah, I like <laughs> I this. I know, right? Ooh, time to jump on it. <laughs> so I just start, I just start asking him, telling me about your company. You know, I, I want to know how long have they been in business? Is this a legacy business? Is this a son or a daughter that is going to be taking over the business? What's your story, right? What's your, what's your story? Um, the size and structure, how that company is built, 
And through all of that, then I get down to the pain points. Okay, we're, we're, what are the pain points? And actually, sometimes you don't even have to ask that question, Matt, <laughs> because mm-hmm. that just comes out as they tell their story. And so, you know, oh, and, and then also to making sure I, I have asked what their goals are. And sometimes, sometimes this is interesting because you'll hear their pain points and their goals might not necessarily line up with their pain points. And what I mean by that is by listening to their pain points, um, you might discover that there's a class that's going to be better to serve them. I don't know if Mm -hmm. what I just said made sense, but they may not, what I'm trying to say is they may not realize their core need immediately, especially if they've been running downhill you know, you know, when you're running downhill and you're like doing everything you can not to fall on your face because yeah. the hill's really steep. That's probably what so many of them have been doing. And so through listening to that uh, and just letting them talk, that's where you can discover what their true needs are. And, and that's always going to come back to the goals, but you might have to address some, um, you know, well, not only were you running down hill you actually fell on your face and you skinned your nose a little bit so let's fix that (laughs) and that way that way we can really begin to address uh what needs to be done and so you know just listening having a conversation and i also ask them you know how they learned about us you know i mentioned facebook i mentioned they might have been at a round table how did you hear about bdr you know because usually through that then you find a connection um, that they have that is already within our company. One of our clients is usually the primary per- way they've heard about our company. And so, you know, that's how I identify what their training needs are. It, uh, you know, actually, and, and Jennifer mentions this during her, during several of her classes, I think probably every one of her classes is on listening. If you take the word listen and you scramble up the words, what do you get? Silent. <laughs> Oh, well, so listening, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that's how I identify them. Okay, that's wonderful. And I love the, um, I think listeners are already getting a sense of the, the relationship you try to establish with the people that you work with. What was interesting to me among many things of what you said was um, pulling out those the goals and the pain points um, from the dealers that you work with. and. To me, that's something that um, can get lost in a, in relation to mm-hmm. training. You know, sometimes the connection of of training to goals and pain points for the overall business it it maybe it doesn't come through for some folks that haven't done it before. Where, yeah, yeah, we need to train people on this. But, but they don't see how it's going to really impact the business, the morale, the team engagement, um, retention, uh, all these sorts of things. So I love that you sort of set that up and, and build that connection. Um, and we titled this uh, episode, How to Build a Training Journey to Develop Your Employees. Mm-hmm. So, so let's kind of turn our attention to that training journey piece. Um, what does it mean for a company to develop a training journey for their employees? Well, <laughs> it you know, I'm going to go back to intention here, right? Um, we, If you know where you're going to go, then you'll get there. <laughs> if you don't, then you won't. <laughs> right? So true. Um, so building a training journey, I've seen this happen numerous times. We've had clients come on and they're like, take every class that we have coming up right away. Right. Mm-hmm. Great. I'm glad you took all the classes. I, that's wonderful. However, what see, what starts lacking is implementation. And you and I both know Barry would drill that home. Implement, implement, implement. And we start our classes. Every one of our classes starts with our class mission. Here's what we're going to do. This is this is what we're going to take you through. And then we what do we end with implementation? Yeah. Implementation is key. So if you just take everything, this is reaction mode, actually. If you just take everything that's coming along because you think that's going to get you where you want to go, you, you are likely not going to implement anything. So there's not real intention there. Right. It's coming up. Let's do it. Um, no, let's think about what we're doing and why we're doing it. Let's be intentional about that. You can only ex- absorb so much. Right. And so. At every class that Barry taught, 
he, you, everybody would write down what, what are your top items. And then he would say, okay, now write down your top five. Now pick one. When you go back, you pick one, you get it done, and then you celebrate. Always celebrate, right? Mm-hmm. You know, always, always celebrate. So what does it mean to build a training journey? Let's be intentional about the process. Let's think about who do we want to train? Why do we want to train them? How is this lining up with us achieving our goals for within the company? What is the most important thing that this person needs right now? Um, and and so it's, it's simply, I, I can't say it any better than that. It's being intentional, determining what the needs are, determining the training that's going to help fulfill the needs, and then setting the plan in place. And you could have more than, depending on the company size, Matt, you could have two to three paths running. You could have a service manager on a training path, you know, next generation of company manager, um, as our service classes, you could have them on a training path. You could have your install team on a training path. You could, so you could have several training paths going at the same time, but it's intention, right? Mm -hmm. We thought through the process. We decided what is going to best serve our company to achieve our end goal, to get our team to the point where they are operating completely as a team, that they, that they understand the other people's roles within the company. How many times do we see it that people get into what their job is and that's the meaning it's, you know, I know what I do, but you presume to know what the other person does. And so much of our training really helps to build the understanding of how your job affects your team members, right? Yeah. Um, well, and we're not know. we're not working here in isolation, all of us. No, not at all. And it makes me. You know think how that, much I love team. <laughs> well, I know you do. Yeah, and uh, it makes me think of that situation with the, the car company, where maybe the person that was supposed to be answering the phone, they in isolation, you know, they're like, well, I'm pretty busy. I'm doing this other thing. The phone will go to voicemail. It'll get to the right person, you know. But they hadn't, if they weren't connected with what that was doing to the other parts of the company and how the customer was going to perceive it. Um, so I liked, I really loved that thought of being intentional that you talked about. Yeah. And so that that's really kind of what you do as an advisor when you're working with somebody. You kind of help them through that intentional process of building out those journeys. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And that has come through that listening process because they're going to, you know, they're just going to talk and tell you, you know, I'm going to ask questions, of course, because I want to discover. It's really a miniature discovery process. <laughs> and through that, you'll catch things. They may not, you'll catch things they didn't intentionally mean to say, you know, oh, God, you know, we really need to hire a service dispatcher. Oh, my gosh, this service dispatcher. You know, you'll, you'll just hear it in the conversation, you know, mm-hmm. they'll just jump onto another topic really quickly. Okay. Make a note of that. Obviously that's a pain point. They may not say it's a pain point. They may not even, they may not even realize it's a pain point, but through the conversation and listening, you've discovered, Oh, this is a pain point. And it's something we can, we can readdress when we come back and talk about strategy and being intentional about the training we're going to look at for you. Right on. Yeah. I think that probably is is so helpful for folks, um, especially if they're going through it the first time. so, so let me ask you this: Is there a, a recommended starting point? So, imagine uh, I'm an owner of a company. I've not, our company's not done training before. I get connected to you at BDR and sit down with you as my training advisor. Um, how do you, how do you guide me in that situation? Where do we start? You, Matt, hands down, and every every client I talk to will probably tell you that this is true. If you, you, the first place you need to start is you need to do profit launch. You need to get a business plan in place because the business plan covers every single aspect of your business. We are going to walk you through the process of building that plan, your front office, your back office, your marketing, your, your, your internet presence, Matt. I mean, nowadays the way Google works, Come on, we've got we got to be on top of things, and we have to stop and think about things, right? And that's what Profit Launch is going to allow you to do. And every aspect of your business includes the training of your employees and your training budget. Um, mm-hmm. If you know where you're going, you'll get there. If you don't, you won't. 
You know, you, you have to have a business plan in place. That is critical. And it's not just about writing your mission, vision, values. Okay, that's our business plan. This is what I want to do. No, it's about being intentional about that business plan, right? What do we want our you know, our, our install department to do? What do we want our service department to do? How, how are we going to look at this upcoming year? And then, okay, well, where do we want to get five years after that? So this profit launch is going to help them through that process. After they've done profit launch, um, you know, and actually during profit launch, they're going to be building out a training plan. And then we can go from there. The only exception that I would say to that, I, I would say, I always say to a client, if you can only do one class, then it must be profit launch. You've got to build a business plan because that's the launching pad for everything. Profit launch, right? <laughs> but <laughs> but if it's like if it's uh if it's February and I'm talking to the client and profit launch is completed for the year, right? And and there's not going to be anything, then I'm going to be looking at core management classes. Um, have they taken accounting and office management? That's a critical class for any business owner to have. It's not just about accounting, right? It's more than that. Um, I'm going to, you know, talk, look at the leadership classes that we have, the Leadership Excellence Academy that is um, that we're doing. Then, in those cases, if profit launch is over for the for the year and it ain't going to be happening until the fall, then I want to get them into um, some core business classes and leadership classes um, so that we can get the introduction of the team. You know, once they meet the team and they get to interact with other clients, um, there's so much that's gleaned from that. And so, you know, first primary answer always is going to be profit launch. The exception to the rule would be if it was really early within the fiscal year, then I might then I might make recommendations for other training classes. But I, I want to get them to get that business plan done because that will blow their mind <laughs> and that will help set the stage for the upcoming years. Uh, it blow their mind in a good way, just to clarify. Yes. But um, yeah, and it and it's uh, uh, we talk about it. The business plan is a roadmap, you know, um, mm-hmm. and it helps you kind of navigate. Um, through whatever you're facing with your business and related to training. I loved what you said about that. Uh, and then it's an important point is you budget, you set a budget for training because mm-hmm. yep. training costs money, you know, and sometimes in the, um, it, without a plan, it's easy to say, Oh, that looks like a cool class. Yeah. We need to do that. We need to do that one. We need to do that one. You talked about that. We, we see that a lot. Um, but it comes back to being intentional with that plan. We can we can say, okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's the positions and and the trainings we're going to focus on, and here's the amount of money that we have to spend, and and here's the timings that we're going to do these things. Now you've really got something. Now it's a structure and and mm-hmm. plan, because um, really to me training is a just a tool. Um, and I. Another analogy we talk about sometimes is, Angie, would you ever want to take a flight with an untrained pilot? Oh. If you knew that the, the pilot came on as you're sitting down in your in your seat and said, hey, ladies and gentlemen, uh, glad you're here with us today. I just want to let you know this is my first flight. And uh, <laughs> can you believe it? I'm flying going to fly this plane today and I haven't had any training at all. So sit back, buckle up, enjoy yourselves. <laughs> Good luck. And pray. <laughs> yeah. Where, no, thank where, you. <laughs> yeah, no way. Um, and so I, I think there's a, um, a direct uh, relationship to that in, in the, with the companies we work with. If, should a uh, untrained service tech, I, I know we've got those folks, but how much more effective are they going to be for the customer if we give them some training? You know, how much better is that technician going to feel? How much more value can they deliver? How much more of a connection with the client and a future referral and, and continual work can we get out of that by giving a little bit of training? We don't, we don't want untrained pilots out there. Absolutely. And, and, and to the technician, I mean, yeah, that top gun technicians excellence class you know, they, they may have the technical skill, but we know oftentimes that those soft skills 
of how to interact with the client in the home, that's where they might struggle a little bit. And, and that class empowers them to really, man, Matt, every time in, I'm in the class, I always raise my hand so I can speak because the thing that blew my mind about Top Gun Technician Excellence was I'm standing there and I'm in the training, I'm listening, I'm like, wait a minute, y'all are the professionals here. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know as the homeowner. And that really was a revelation to me. I really don't know what I don't know as a homeowner. I don't know. And so guess what? You are the professional. When you come into my home, you get to educate and inform me and offer things that are going to make my life better. That was mind blowing to me to realize. It, and I was like, wait a minute, don't you guys know this? Don't you know you're the professional? And that's, you know, that's building that skill, that soft skill set within them. We've got a we've got a team member whose husband is a technician, and he is a rock star, mm -hmm. an absolute rock star, right? Because he he has consistently built his skill set, his not just his technical skill set, but his his client care skill set is it's out of orbit. It's crazy, amazing. Right. And that's what uh, the right training can really do and being intentional about the training um, that we plan for our team members. So sorry, get a little bit excited about this, Matt. Well, yeah. And just to, uh, one more note on that, uh, that technician we're talking about uh, recently, he had a service ticket that was over five thousand um, dollars and he gets a lot of training, particularly from his wife that works at BDR. <laughs> but um, that's how he's gotten to be where he is today. Yeah. And, um, that's, I think the journey that, that employees can go on in a dealer's company. If, if we set up this training journey, they can truly become high end professionals, you know, yes. and, um, really add a lot of value to the company and to the customers that they work with. So, um, yeah, this this training deal is, is so important. Let, let's uh, let's shift a little bit now. Um, so we talked about training journeys and kind of um, how we those get started and some starting points. Um, what is, what is the owner's role related to a training journey for their employees? How do they fit in? What do they need to do to to make this happen? All right, so this is where I'm going to share one of my favorite recently discovered quotes. Actually, it's been quite a while since I discovered this, but I love this. John F. Kennedy said, leadership and learning are indispensable to each other. That, uh, man, when I found that quote, Matt, I was like, yes, that, that explains why I do what I do. Because as an owner, you want to invest in it. You want to encourage it. Oh. Matt, I think when I wrote down Encourage It, I thought, that's what Bruce has done for us. I, I remember, um, and I, gosh, forgive me that I cannot remember. I just, I call it, it's just a blessing to me. So, you know, a couple of years back, I don't even remember when it was, but we started that. It's really an, a personal education fund, right? Mm -hmm. Every, every, um, every quarter, uh, our company invests back into us whatever our personal and this is personal for me i use it i i work out at orange uh, orange Theory fitness hope that's okay to mention them yeah um, hey it's made a difference i just celebrated my two-year anniversary going there i'm stronger and healthier than i've ever been i'm no longer pre-diabetic so hey that's what oh, i've yeah. invested that in i know right um but that's an investment that's an investment that's an encouragement it for what Bruce did in that moment when he he said that for us was encourage us to be our best, not just man, not just at work, but be our best best self. And so I take advantage of that. I hope every one of our team members does. But anyway, uh, the owners should be investing in it. They should be encouraging it. They should be participating in it. Okay, so here's where I always say. If a company, if an owner has not attended a class, let's say the owner is going to send their team to Service Dispatch University, I'm going to encourage the owner to go with them because you want to help the implementation process. You're going to get this team member that's going to go to that or any of the other classes and they're going to come back excited to implement. 
do the implement does their implementation line up with the traje- trajectory you want them on mm. you as the owner if you are involved in the class you can see by sitting next to them you're already getting what their aha moments are right you're because you're participating you're engaging in that with them and and then you're able to help them through the implement implementation process can't say the word but that's what we're going to do we're going to help them with the implementation process um that's powerful you now you've invested money and you've invested time into that team member what does that say to them i'm seen i'm heard and i'm known i'm valued that's an important part of building a team culture that is is contagious is tangible you know, I think of when people come onto our team, and, and you mentioned this, our, our newer team members that we have, and they're like, what? Did they really do this? These people are really <laughs> like this? Uh, one of our newest team members, all right, we've got an amazing new marketing guy, just he's amazing. Uh, Tyler, I'm not going to try and pronounce his last name because I'll butcher it, <laughs> but Tyler, <laughs> he mentioned at our trainer training meeting that, wow, you guys really are, you really are how you are. You, this is who you are, and I've never be, I've never been on a team like this. He said, "People have said they're like this, but I've never been on a team like this." Something something to that effect. That was that was pretty encouraging, wasn't it, Matt? Oh man, yeah, it's what you love to hear um, from a new employee that they're excited to be part of your company and yeah. what you're doing. And he's already completed his first certification. You know, he's he's been here six months. Um, yeah, he's he's on fire. Yeah. Hey, and so the, let me speak back to that. What uh and okay, so this is it because you're his direct manager, right? So you've encouraged it. Um you participated in it via, you know, having the conversations with him on how it was going and and then celebrating it. We all celebrated it as a team, didn't we? When when he got his Kaizen certification. Everybody celebrated it as a team. Um we did. And we're going to celebrate it in our BDR social media. Anytime a, an employee completes a certification, we put out a post on that celebrating it. We also uh, take the certificate, that their completion certificate, we put it in a frame, and we've got a certification wall in our office. Um, yeah. And, and, that, and he happened to be out of the office uh, at home the day his certification uh, certificate came. So I got it framed. I got up on the wall. I took a picture and I mm-hmm. sent him that. I texted him that picture. I said, hey, man, it's official. You made the wall. And he was just pumped. I mean. Isn't that so cool? Yeah. Uh, and so I think cool? that speaks to the kind of the kind of culture that if you build that culture in your company around learning and development and kind of taking things forward, it speaks to me of the flywheel you mentioned. Now you got all these people that are are tuned in to where you're wanting to take the company actively engaged and, and working their tails off um, to reach that vision. You know, that's what training can do in the big picture. Yeah, and I just think of, I think of, again, you know how much I love team and, you know, I thrive. I thrive when we're doing brainstorming meetings or team meetings. I think, I, I think you could take a picture of me during a whole meeting and my cheeks hurt because I'm smiling so much. That's my happy place, right? When we are operating as a team and um, it, it is just, it's so cool to have that environment where learning is encouraged. And I, and I, I wanted to make sure you shared this because this is another mind blowing moment from our trainers meeting we just had, because we're talking about training and the importance of it. I mentioned the fourth industrial revolution and that's really because of all the technology that's out there and that we have got to stay ahead. We've got to keep learning. If you know that old saying, if you're not growing, you're dying. It's a really harsh statement, but you I mean, we got to keep moving forward. As one of our team members mentioned, uh, to live as if you were to die tomorrow and learn as if you were to live forever. And that's Mahatma Gandhi. Um, that quote came from him. Um, but uh, gosh, I, the, it was, I can't remember what you call it, the skill, the, mm-hmm. 
this, what was that that you skills. Oh my gosh, Matt, that was mind blowing. Can you share that? Yeah, no, happy to, because it, it really struck me when I found out about it. So uh, the half-life of skills, that's the the typical life cycle that uh, a learned skill that someone uh, has in, in the working world. Um, and, and so, you know, when you get a new skill, it's it's innovative, typically. Um, and then you, you get to put it in use for a period of time. And then eventually it kind of fades away and, and it's not as relevant anymore. So that, that's kind of that half-life, the life cycle of a skill. And today, it used to be that skills had a half-life of 30 years. So that you would you would learn a skill. You know, maybe um, uh, you learned how to program in in the basic computer language, right? Um, and that might have lasted you for 30 years where it was innovative, brand new, you used it, and then started to fade away as new programming languages came on board. Today, according to uh, Deloitte, did this research, um, the half-life of a skill is now six years. So uh, that's, that's just incredible. I mean, th- that's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible, but uh, it, it feels... Uh you know, we've all been feeling this, you know, yeah. that things are moving so much faster today. We, we can't stop learning, you know, no. if you were still programming in basic as a computer programmer, you would not have a job today. You had no. to learn Java and then you had yeah. to learn C plus plus and then whatever it is now, you know, it, it's probably like five things that have happened since then. It's the same reason. Um, Microsoft and Apple, they're always sending out updates to their um, their softwares because it's the software's never done learning. It's got to continually evolve, and uh, we need to treat our people at least as good as our software. <laughs> right, right, and and so much of our training, um, it is it's not the technical side of things, right? But what it does is, I mean, we look at the environment as trades, just, just what you shared on the car issue, right? It, customer service is changing constantly, but if we can go back to that core and how do we deal with it now in this new day, in this new age, how, how did people pivot during COVID? You know, some people really let their customer service tank. Others yeah. leveled up. Are we, and that would be the question I would ask everybody, are you a company that's leveling up? Mm. Are you a company that's leveling up? Because that's where we need to be. We need to be ahead of the game. We need to be constantly training and growing. Um, and all that comes with that, all the benefits that come with that. Bottom line will take care of itself as we build into our team. But are you a company that's leveling up? Yeah, that's so true. I do want to go back to something, you know, we we talked a bit today about the culture at BDR and, and we've mm-hmm. talked about a lot of the, the good things. Um, I just want people to know we have our failures too. <laughs> there are challenges. employees that leave BDR and yeah. um, we just haven't connected with them. And a lot of times when I look back on it, you know, as, as a manager here, I'm like, Dang, I I just didn't. I never got that person engaged. I never mm-hmm. figured out. I never got them on a journey here. You know that yeah. includes training and, and something where they can see their future career here at BDR. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want people to know that that happens here too. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad you hit on that seeing their future career, Matt. That's so important. I mean, yeah. that is so important. It's like the the young lady that I mentioned that had gone through the training classes and it wasn't just service dispatch university that she went through to go from tech, you know, a, a, a dispatcher to, to being, um, being the, the general manager. There were many other classes that she took to build her skill set as well. Um, but yeah, people knowing what their trajectory can be, seeing where they can go. That's what happened to me when my manager shared the business plan with me and then the encouragement that came along. And if people don't see where they can go, then they're like, why am I here? And we don't want that. We don't want that. We want people to see the value that we have in them, that we, that we believe in them, that we want to sow into them, that we want to build them and help them to be the best that they can be in their jobs. Wahoo to that. 
Um, so I, I think that's a, a good place to start to draw this to a close. Um, I do want to ask you, uh, Angie, how can uh, listeners learn more about uh, what BDR has to offer training-wise? Well, they can always give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> give me a shout out. I will listen. I will chat. I love talking to our clients and and helping them out. We do we do have several different training offerings. I mean, we do have virtual training. That that was a pivot point for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have uh, hopefully soon. I know we're starting to see some out in distribution live classes. We'll see more and more, and then Dealer Direct is a great opportunity. So I've just thrown those out. Um, definitely you can visit our website uh, to see any training that we have coming up, but please, please, please feel free to reach out to me and give me a call um, or send me an email. I would absolutely love to connect with you. I also, you can uh, you can set up a time to meet with me and I think on our webpage and Matt, you can confirm that where you can schedule a time for us to connect for a 15 minute conversation and uh, and I can help you develop a training journey. Yeah, we, we do have that. You can set up an appointment right on our website. Um, you just call the BDR main line, ask for Angie. Um, I'd encourage everyone to follow BDR on our social media channels, LinkedIn and Facebook, because yes. we're always just, you know, you'll you'll stay informed about what's upcoming that way too on the, on the training side of things. Um, yeah. Angie, man, it's been a great conversation today. Um, any final thoughts uh, for our listeners? Well, first off, thank you so much, Matt. This has been fun. You know how passionate I am about this. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be excited and amped up. Somebody's going to have to pull me, pull me down a little bit to settle down. But hey, look, bottom line, just start. Just start and be intentional. Um, and remember, owners, managers, Leadership and learning are indispensable to one another. That's what John F. Kennedy said. I believe it wholeheartedly. Lead by example. Invest in that amazing team and culture that you are creating. And we absolutely would love to work with you to do it. Awesome. Yeah. So thank you so much for for being here. Our topic was how to build a training journey to develop your employees. Uh, You talked about so many great things. If we can do that. It creates an investment on the part of the employees. It gets them engaged. It increases loyalty. Their delivery uh, with the customer improves. Uh, but we want to be intentional and build that journey intentionally for each team member and build it in a way that it's going to drive our goals and pain points that we have in our business. So reach out to Angie uh, on the website. Give her a call. Um, thank you again, Angie, for being here and for uh, for our listeners. Thanks for listening. We will uh, talk to you next time. Wahoo. Wahoo.